All right, What You Need to Know is brought to you by Morongo. Play it safe, good times. We've got uh, – we may have another gate. We may have a thirst trap gate with Skip Bayless. Uh, Very Because possible. LZ's done some re- some reporting on this. We're going to see if LZ apologizes to Greg, and then our buddy Kevin Cole from Pro Football Focus is going to join us as well. But, Laura, what do you have first for What You Need to Know? All right, my What You Need – well, what you need to know was Julio Diaz was the starting pitcher for the Dodgers today against the Texas Rangers. And that's a huge deal for me. But honestly, I want to know and what everybody wants to know is if LZ takes Greg's apology. So that's what we want to know. <laughs> right. She's just skipping past yeah, Diaz. Yeah, yeah. We're good. We I just want to let you know Diaz. he pitched. I love you. He looked good. You, you know. Right, right. But, but LZ, let's start there. What uh, do It is 601-35. Do you forgive Greg? I do. Look but at it thank nothing, you. But it has nothing to do with you, Greg. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> it has everything to do with me. Because there is an old proverb that says that when you have revenge in your heart, it ultimately kills you, not the person that you're holding revenge against. So See, in order not to make sure that I don't get undermined by my own frustration with your lies about me, Greg, I'm going to let it go. And let your deception about me go as well. Not because I believe you or your apology, or only because I don't want to carry this in my heart. Okay. Well, what I would say is when I heard you say revenge, I thought you were quoting the Klingon proverb of uh, revenge is a dish best served cold that Ricardo Montalban said back in the day in Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan, which to me is one of the most iconic lines I've ever heard in a sci-fi movie. So, yes, I'm a dork, but good Lord, you are a much better man than I am, is what I would say. LZ You're very lucky, Greg Bergman. You're very lucky. You are lucky. You know, you are. I am. Because if the, if the decision was about you, clearly LZ was not going to forgive. However, mm-hmm. the decision came from inside. It's like Correct. Michael Jackson. He was starting with the man in the mirror. You understand what I'm saying? And yeah. that's exactly why he forgave and accepted. And I You're appreciate lucky. that, LZ. Thank you very much. for Even if it wasn't because of something that I did, thank you for accepting my apology and my Twitter apology. All right. You all right. tweeted it? He tweeted I it. Did. Mm. He did. Oh, tweet okay, it. good. I did. Um, all right. So let's. that's what you need to know brought to you by Morongo. Play it safe. Good times. Before we get to Kevin Cole. So we just mentioned that Skip Bayless at 69 years old. Nice. Thirst traps on Instagram. Okay. So he had this thing, this picture where he's shirtless. And in this shirtless picture, he says, uh, my wife, Ernestine, who is, yeah, is his wife's name, took this as I return home today. Her pandemic rule, whatever I wear goes straight into the washing machine as soon as I walk in the door. On my recent hashtag Skip Rides the Troller Coaster, an undisputed viewer asked if I have lost a step in the gym during the pandemic. Uh, no. So now, LZ, mm-hmm. now I was like, yo, man, this man's in amazing shape. And, and I look, you have, I have been in Bristol. I've seen this man put in the work. He is in amazing shape. As, yep. Not for anyone his age, just in general. So in general. I, I, I do yep. applaud him for that. But you have done some journalism on this photo, apparently. Well, it didn't take a long time. So because I was Googling, because I didn't see the first photo. So when you Google Skip Bayless shirtless, you get a lot of stories. And so I first stumbled across a story from 2018, which has a shirtless Skip Bayless. And I couldn't help but notice the similarities between the picture he posted in 2021. There is one slight difference, and I'm just going to mention this because this couldn't be the difference between him repurposing an old photo. There's a necklace in 2018, but there isn't a necklace in the 2021 photo. But everything else is the same, including the watch that is on his wrist. So it is possible that these are different photos, or it's possible 
The one photo has the necklace and the other one doesn't. But it is very strange that he's in the exact same position with the watch taking what appears to be identical photos. Yeah, and listen, this is all my fault. I take all blame and all responsibility for everything that's happening right now. It was my dumbass that said something about Skip Bayless, talking about Kyle Kuzma, talking about LeBron in the NBA. No, it's okay, though. Which has turned into journalism. us all. Now we're looking at shirtless pictures of Skip Bayless at 69 <laughs> years old. And Skip, I got to say, honestly, annoying on television to be sure, but ripped and in amazing shape at 69? My yeah. man, looking no good, doubt. working hard. No, no, no. He's, he's, a, he's, he's a machine. You know, his yeah. his commentary sucks, but his body is on. Yeah, he, he's got, he got it. got that right? Look, going for you, Skip. Yep. There's there's no doubt about that. And by the way, the funny thing about that, like people like t- think that that character that he plays on television, and it is a character. It's a character. Uh, I've that, done, that, which is why I say the commentary sucks, because it's not right. genuine. You right. and I, LZ, have done the show with him when it was first take. And right. he is as nice a human being as you'll ever come across behind the scenes. He is a nice he is a nice man who's found himself a nice little caricature that has made him millions of dollars. And I'm God bless you, you know, go for it. It's just for me, and this is just my own beliefs about myself, um, I make jokes. And I'm full of hyperbole and stuff, but I'm not going to go so far beyond to say really disparaging things about people just for right. bits. Yeah. And yeah. I feel like he crosses the line too many times in that space, which is why I said his commentary sucks because he's busy playing a bit when sometimes there are topics that, you know, are bitless. You should just keep it real. Dude. Yeah. It's still amazing sure. to me, though, that it's 69 years old in this industry that somebody's willing to pay you $8 million a year to be on a show that, frankly, very few people see on television. Way more people see YouTube clips and Twitter clips. $8 yes. million a year. Wow. That's good for him, man. I ain't mad at him. Good, good, good for him. Get that <laughs> yeah. bag, dog. Get yeah, that bag. for sure. Hey, yeah, so we've got Kevin. Uh, what's that? And then buy a home gym with that bag. Yeah, dog. well, he's got one of those. That's for sure. Seriously, uh, ripped. Kevin Cole, Pro Football Focus, joins us here now. We had uh, promised that he would join us because we were talking about him yesterday. Kevin, thank you so much for the time. So we were talking about you yesterday because um, I actually saw on March 17th you had posted your kind of your wins above replacement for teams based off their offseason roster moves. And on March 17th, and that has changed obviously from day to day as uh, you know different people have been signed or cut, et cetera, et cetera, the Rams on March 17th were in the positive wins above replacement, and now they're in the negative on March 19th. So I, I was curious as to why they were on the positive at the, on the 17th, because they had just cut some you know bigger name type guys, uh, but they did add Matthew Stafford, and then they've regressed in your metrics since then. Why all the changes? Just curious what your metrics are, and thank you so much for joining us. Well, thanks. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah. So this this measure that I'm using, um, I mean, I'm basically projecting wins based upon the roster. If we're taking the 2020, let's say roster, the roster as of the end of the season, figuring out what it would do in 2021 versus what the changes have been made. So you're right. They were positive initially, primarily because of the upgraded quarterback. I mean, Jared Goff has been has been a good, sufficient quarterback there, but Stafford brings a little bit extra. So because of that, that's what put them um, you know, in the lead, really, until we got into this free agency period and we started to have all these transactions. But as you've mentioned, it's really been nothing but 
negatives as far as losing players for the Rams. I mean, they had a huge signing um, of Leonard Floyd where they gave him a big contract, but again, he was already on, on the roster from last season. So they have lost, a, you know, John Johnson, they've lost Troy Hill, they've lost uh, Gerald Everett, a, a bunch of other players. So because of all that, that's what drove them into the negative. Yeah. So why so me- do you believe that, that um, Matt Stafford is a upgrade over Jared Goff? Well, I think there's a couple of different reasons. I mean, number one, he has graded better for us. So, you know, we have the every single play, we, we grade the players on a play-by-play basis. We come up with a, with a composite average based upon that. So he's been more – Stafford has been in a good year. He's been in the, in the top five like he was for a shortened 2019. And then in a bad year, he'll maybe be, you know, league average. But he, he floats around in that range. But he can really be in that quarterback five to quarterback ten sort of range. Whereas Jared Goff, for us, has always been a bit lower. And we grade him a little bit more harshly than maybe what his stats will say because of the fact that we see a lot of easier open throws that are schemed open for him as part of that system. So we don't give him quite as much credit as he was, you know, back when they made that Super Bowl run. He had an awesome statistical season, but we didn't grade him quite as well as what those stats were saying. All right, so Kevin, this is called the Off-Season Improvement Index, right? I want to make sure I got this all straight, yes? Correct. Okay. Correct. And the reason I'm saying it like that is because I don't assume that everybody listening knows exactly what this is, because I didn't know about it until George pointed out. It's very interesting. So as things have changed, are you saying that right now, where the Rams sit today, they're exactly at the same point they were a year ago because even though improved quarterback based on defensive losses, they're no better and no worse as of today. Is that right? That's that's what I'm projecting. Yeah, I mean, it kind of shows how important that quarterback position is because, like I said, they've lost a handful of players on the uh, primarily on the defensive side of the ball. Okay, all right, and so and so New England though, and everything that they've done, they're the most improved team in the off season. Is that right? Can you walk us through that? Yeah, yeah. So this one, you know, I had to make a decision on what I was going to do with the players who had opted out for last year. So this includes, I'm giving them credit for the fact that they have players like Dante Hightower coming back. Uh, Well, they were going to have Patrick Chung coming back, but then, but then he retired. So I think, but Hightower was a huge, a huge gain for them. And then really what they've done this offseason, they've just added a ton of smaller uh, mid-level acquisitions on offense. You know, Hunter Henry, uh, Johnu Smith, also wide receivers Nelson Aguilar, um, and Kendrick Bourne as a wide receiver. So they've just been adding more and more pieces along the way. And so because of that, they've gone incrementally higher and higher. And that that roster last season was just was old, um, had a lot of dead money on, on the roster, so they couldn't really improve it. So this year, they're really remaking the roster anew and not really not losing too many players. Kevin Cole of Pro Football Focus joining us here, uh, nice enough and kind enough to join us here on Sedano, LZ, and Cap on 710 ESPN. As I look at the Raiders here, and look, you know, obviously here in Southern California, there's a lot of different fans from a lot of different teams, but I would say the biggest concentration are Raiders, Rams, and, you know, Chargers sort of, I guess. But uh, as far as the Raiders are concerned, they've made a ton of moves. Um, They are in the negative as of the chart I am looking at right now on Pro Football Focus. What is the... I guess what goes into the Raiders rating at the moment? Yeah, I mean, they, they've had some, what we would say were some good signings. Like they brought in uh, Yannick Ngakwe, they brought in John Brown, and we like that as a very cheap cheap signing. Uh, some of the others maybe aren't as hot on it. I mean, Kenyon Drake, they're bringing him in. 
Uh, running back is a position that isn't quite as valued for us. And they also have Josh Jacobs there. So that's part of the calculation, too, is it's not only how good is the player you're bringing in, but realistically, there are only so many snaps to go around to all these different players. So if you bring in a Kenyon Drake, but you already have a, a Josh Jacobs in the backfield, then you're not going to get as much of a benefit than if you had a you know replacement level type of player in the backfield and you brought in Kenyon Drake. So we, we didn't see as much there. But, you know, they lost Trent Brown as part of a trade. Uh, Nelson Aguilar, again, Rodney Hudson, uh, their Pro Bowl center, who they just traded to the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, they also had a, a Richie Incognito left. A, a bunch of different players have, have left from them. So that's what's driven them down is just – the, the accumulation of players there, and, but they have made some good moves like bringing in John Brown. Very quickly, Kat Von D, <laughs> overrated, underrated, or properly rated? <laughs> I'm not sure I know who Kat Von, Kat Von D, D is, so you're going to have to help perfect. me out on that one. No, no, that's perfect. That's perfect. That's exactly – our producer is obsessed with her. She's a tattoo artist on one of those L.A. Inc. shows or Miami Inc. or whatever. Thank you. That's all we needed to know, Kevin, because you are great <laughs> okay. at knowing football and also great at not understanding that certain people are not really super-duper famous. He put, them, he put them on like an actor level, like a reality star. As someone who works in analytics and metrics, uh, I don't know if you have an analytic or a metric uh, for actors versus reality stars, but how would you quantify the difference between the two? Oh, man, that's that is tough to, to say. I mean, I guess you know, listen, we, we're talking about in these metrics, everything's about replaceability. Right. So right. I would say for the reality stars, if one of the reality stars popped out, you, you throw another one in there. Is anyone really going to notice the difference? I'm not quite sure. So I would say the value <laughs> over replacement, the value over replacement for someone who's a great actor is maybe a little bit higher than a reality star. Boom! You're the man. Kevin Cole, Pro Football Focus. Follow him on Twitter. Sign up for Pro Football Focus. Hey, man, thanks again. Let's hope to do this real soon, okay? Take care. Thank you, sir. Yes, sir. Love it. Thanks. You got it, man. Take care. You know That's who Kevin number Cole, 32 Pro was on the list, by the way? You guys know who the last team on the list was? Who? The Detroit Lions. So they got Ooh. Jared Goff. They got Brockers. And they are considered the team that has lost the most. They have them estimated to win, like, two games this year based on what wow. they've added so far. Wow. Um, yeah, I mean, it's Detroit, man. All right, coming up next, we've got some Lakers Clippers. We just talked about overrated, underrated, properly rated. We're going to give you a little Lakers Clippers version of that in two and a half minutes. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Ah, it's a little Friday music. There we go. little hey. pit bull. Uh, speaking yes, of uh, the Latino musical contingent uh did you see that um well first of all when we talked about this last week um or earlier in the week that a-rod and j-lo allegedly had broken up apparently the couple has denied those rumors but lz spotted kissing after the breakup rumors was it a makeup kiss or was it a breakup kiss goodbye when was this know. kiss it's, taken it was cozy uh apparently a page six had it today i saw it today I did you see any tongue chat, so. was there any tongue involved no no tongue. that's a fair question <laughs> No, it was just a, it looked like a peck. 
Oh, well, then they're still fighting. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll see you later. Right, that is true. Yeah, if it's just a peck in public. Right. Yeah. 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 See you yeah. later. I got to go. Yeah. Yeah. Public peck is different. When you're in love and love, you don't care about no PDA. You don't. You don't. But if you just give him, you know, courtesy pecks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If J-Lo cares about her lipstick being smeared, y'all fighting. <laughs> It is true By the about way, PDA. That is that is definitely true. There is a transition in a relationship where you're like, I'm not going to make out with you here, but then it's like, hey, we're together. Like, let's just whatever make out wherever we are. Yeah, yeah. Let it rip. Let everyone know what's up. So Jason Irvine, who listens to the show, tweeted us when we were talking about mm. Bayless and his thirst trapping. Um, he said, I'm not going to say the words he said, but he said even a such and such Skip Bayless. Uh, still has better dance moves and rhythm on TikTok than Scott Kaplan. Now, I am watching this video. It has 1.6 million views, which is a few more than you, Cap. But it, um, it's really bad. Like you, I, Look, I thought your dancing was bad. I don't even know what this is that he's doing with his body, but it certainly ain't dancing. That's for damn sure. So I will give you – I will tell Jason you are wrong. Scott Kaplan at least had some flow. Now, he didn't know where that flow was going. But Skip is just like, it looks like you're hitting the button to start and stop something, LZ. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with Skip. It looks like someone who can't decide if they use the bathroom or not. Yeah, like that's a good go, way to describe it. But I'm not really sure. I'm not really right? sure. Should I go? Yeah. I don't know. Can yeah. I hold it? Maybe. Yeah. And yeah. you you knew, Cap, you look like someone looking for the bathroom. Right. Is it over here? Yeah. Is it over there? I don't know. Yeah, that's true. You were yeah. looking for the right. bathroom but because you had snapping. the drink in your hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was snapping, yeah. though. I mean, you could feel movement from me. <laughs> you know? Snapping yeah. does not cover the lack of rhythm, my friend. Well, I know, but Skip is yeah. like, it, it's very... Uh, no, no, like Skip is way worse. We're in agreement. We, we've here. absolved you of you're not as bad as Skip Bayless dancing. Thank you. Thank you. He looks okay. like the guy from know. Silence of the Lambs dancing in the mirror. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's creepy. I can tell you that it's right creepy. now. <laughs> yeah. It's creepy. Yeah, yeah. You, you may want to check the creepy. basement. We may want to check the basement. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> Speaking of creepy, here's a story for you before we get to our Lakers Clippers version of overrated, underrated, properly rated. A woman falsely claimed uh, to have married Pete Davidson, got into his neighborhood, and was found in his house and arrested in his Staten Island home. Now, man, first of all, you got to go a long way way to fake being someone's wife to get into their neighborhood to then get into their home somehow first of all security bad job uh second of all i mean is pete davidson the dude though that you want to be like make it i mean i don't know like i don't, I don't get, get this that. pete davidson well, i don't either i do not find him funny and i do not find him hot in any right way. yeah well, if you found him the latter that'd be questionable about a lot of things but i will say this <laughs> That I don't blame authority for not questioning her because only people who live in Staten Island go to Staten Island. So okay, I wouldn't have true. I wouldn't I wouldn't have paused because I'm like going, Are you on this ferry to Staten Island? Well you must you must belong here because no one else goes. <laughs> it's not the kind of part of New York that you go to just to hang out and see what it is. Right. To your point, for those that don't know, you have to get on a ferry to get there. Like like if you're going to um um, Catalina, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah. No, it's not that far, but it's kind of like that, you know? It's kind of like, like that because if you are based in Manhattan, and one of my good friends lived in uh, Staten Island, I visited her once. Right. And after I realized what it took to get there, I was like, our yeah. friendship's not worth it. 
I was gonna say you stopped being friends real yeah, quick. I was like, relationships. Was, yeah, yeah, that, by the way, that that kind of happens here in Southern California too, though. Let's oh be real. God, yeah. Like somebody moved. Like I live away. in the South Bay, yeah. and if one of my friends like, yo, we're having a party, you know, for our my kid. This is like pre-COVID or whatever. Had my party in like Woodland Hills. I'm like, oh dog, you know, I got this thing this weekend. I can't. I got, you know, I got, I got work. I can't go. My, I'll send a gift. Thank you. That, uh, sorry. That. I, that's a lie, clearly, but you know it's it's hard to get. It's real. Yeah, that was the hardest thing for me to learn and appreciate when I first moved here, like five, six years ago, whatever it was. Oh man, yeah, yeah. it was the rhythm of traffic, not the mm-hmm. location of restaurants or homes, but the rhythm of the traffic to get there. Mm-hmm. That takes that takes a little bit, so I can understand why new transplants come in and they complain so much about going places. Because they haven't figured out the rhythm. But once you figure out the rhythm, then you realize, yes, I can have yeah. lunch with you at Manhattan yeah. Beach between 1215 yes. and 1237. We can have lunch there. <laughs> but then I got to go. But at 1238, I got to get on the 405. I got to leave you. Peace. Peace. Yeah, yeah, I'm out. I'm yeah, out. so and, and here, here's the thing. Like, here's, the, I, here's another, you know, and obviously you learned this too. Saturday and Sunday morning, if you get, if you leave your house before 10 o'clock, you can get anywhere pretty quick. Go But down. that's it. 10 o'clock, you're done. Like, if, you on, if you're on the road too much longer past 10 o'clock, it's over. Yep. Don't you guys use Waze at all? Don't you use the app Waze? That's trash, dude. Oh, Waze don't dude. tell you when Waze. the traffic's coming. It tells you what traffic you're in. Yeah, and then yeah. it tells you. Yeah, I don't you like need, Waze. Here's, you need, here's another way You to need go. future Waze, which yeah, is, exactly. yo, dog, you got about 15 minutes to take this route I'm showing you. Otherwise... <laughs> Otherwise, I can't help you. <laughs> yeah, way, that's what it should they, be. When they come out with future ways, and you know how you can change the voices, change the accents? Um, like, yeah. uh, I know somebody that had Gronk telling them wh- which way to go. I'm changing it to that voice right there, LZ. Yo, LZ's dog, voice. Yo, dog, yeah. you got 15 minutes to get out of here. You got 15 minutes to get it. Otherwise, you might as well just cancel. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, I mean, and once I got that, then I was good to go. There you go. There you go. Hey, real quick, Laura, give me the overrated, underrated, properly rated music one more time so we could do this real quick on Lakers and Clippers because I wanted to do it because um, I feel like, you know, we're, we're just into the second half of the season, and I felt like it would be a good time to do it with these two teams. And, you know, it doesn't have to be players. This could be coaches, franchise, front office, right? Like, um, you know, let, let's do this real quick. Let's do Lakers real quick. LZ. Mm-hmm. Overrated. We'll do each one just, and then we'll go that way. LZ overrated right now with the Lakers. Uh, Marcus All. Yeah, I'm with him, Cap. Are you with him on Marcus All? Yeah, he's overrated. I mean, we all thought that he was going to be great, or you know, was going to make the team better, and I don't know that he really has. And plus, he's been out for a long time. I'll go with that. But I thought yeah, Wesley tough. Matthews. Wesley Matthews overrated. It could too. be. Yeah. They, he and when we mean by that, we're not being. We're not trying to be mean. We're just saying hasn't lived up to expectations. Wesley Matthews the, the not game. starting though. The Marcus is true, 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 for sure. So we're we're just talking about just kind of the circumstances that they're dealing with at the time. Um, all right, underrated then, uh, LZ for the Lakers. Uh, Phil Handy. Ooh, why? Uh, he is such a good coach. He, he understands the game in ways in which people don't even recognize. And right. I've watched him for a long time. I've talked to him, obviously. Um, he's worked with Kobe. He's obviously working with LeBron. Um, Coach Handy uh, 
is just so knowledgeable and such a tremendous resource, but he doesn't have the home brand recognition like a Jason Kidd, right? So he gets overlooked yeah. sometimes, but he's mm-hmm. he's legit. He should be a head coach, I think. Personally. I think so, too. Yeah. Uh, Scott, who is your underrated? Genie Bus. Okay. I don't think a lot of people outside of Laker fans and people who were paying attention last year really understand what she had to deal with to get the Lakers back to championship caliber and mm-hmm. dealing with all of the family-related issues and you know, just being a yeah. strong, professional businesswoman in yeah. a male-dominated world, and I think she's underrated. Yeah. yeah, no, that's a great point. That is a great point for sure. Um, I'm going to go on the court and go Dennis Schroeder. Uh, you know, Dennis Schroeder last year in Oklahoma City shot a career-high three in three po- from three-point land. And, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, is it an outlier? You know, the rest of his career doesn't look like that. But what we've seen is that guys in this league have gotten so much better at shooting, man. And even dudes who shouldn't be able to shoot are shooting so well. Mm-hmm. Um, or guys that hadn't shot well. And, look, I knew how good he was on defense or whatever, but he has exceeded my expectations. So that's my underrated. Let's go properly rated, LZ. Ah, properly rated. I'm going to say LeBron James is properly mm-hmm. rated. I agree. He's I in agree. the GOAT conversation, so that's the properly yeah. rated. Yeah. Yeah, I really wanted to take LeBron here too. Um, you still can. It's fine. You can. I know, I know but I'm going to go in a different direction here. I'm going to okay. go with Alfonso McKinney is properly okay. rated. What? Yeah. You want to know why? Sure. No. Just because I was looking for because something totally random. Because we don't random. care. Exactly. Yeah, you don't care. Totally so random. why should we care? You, just totally right. random. You were being extra. What? Right. You were being extra. Yeah, That's why I said I didn't care. Give this guy a shout out. Give you didn't care. Love. So why should we care? You we want to hear you about something. You want to give him a shout out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> give him a shout out. Yeah. Let this kid's name get on the radio. Listen, anytime that kid comes in and plays, <laughs> man, he got hops, that guy. I'm like, give him a little more time. Yeah, man. Give that guy some love. Shout out. That's fine. He got his shout out. You, I mean, but we already knew when you said that you agreed was with LeBron. So it's, yeah, it's not even genuine. LeBron, You're like Greg all of a LeBron. sudden. That's all. <laughs> took my LeBron. I thought I thought it was actually a smart thing. LeBron properly rated. It is LZ. smart. It's LZ fine. He took it. You I took still it have too. It. It's okay. You can still yes. have it. Just take it. I yeah, second you it. You I don't have to make LeBron. up some some BS reason to say some other name. Just say the real name. Yes. Just say LeBron. Say it right now. LeBron. There you go. There you go. All right, listen, we'll do the Clipper one on the other side, plus big deal or no deal. We're back in three minutes. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Thank you, Chris. All right, we're going to start with you first, George. Uh, For the first time in NCAA tournament history, two HBCUs won a game in the tournament. Uh, Norfolk State Spartans of the MEAC, the Mid-Eastern Athletic Conference, beat Appalachian State, and Texas Southern Tigers of the SWAC Southwest Athletic Conference beat St. Mary's. George, is this a big deal or no deal? Oh, yeah, it's a big deal. Let's go, man. Like, we've been talking – we talked about this with Deion Sanders, LZ, not that long ago. 
um, about how this is, you know, hopefully a movement that we see more of. Now, I do think in basketball we've seen Norfolk State, uh, you know, win a couple games in the tournaments. It's not unprecedented, but to have two in the same day, I I do think that's a big deal. It's a big deal, but HBLUs have been doing the dangle thing since 1966, which is historically black lineups. So it may not be Texas Western. Texas Western. So it may not be, uh, you know, the universities per se, but elements of the university has rippled through this tournament for like 50 years. So there you have it. Yeah. See, I'm glad you said it like that because it's like, well, the politically correct thing to say is it's a really big deal. And that's probably what I'm inclined to say. But on the other hand, it's like, well, um, why would I not think that these HBCUs could like put a really good basketball team on the floor? Of course. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, All right, Greg, what's next? Okay, uh, I was waiting for the on to the next one, on to the next one. So I'll do it myself. Yeah, it, uh, okay. last, last night's last night's winner of Wheel of Fortune. Hold Scott. on, hold on, hold on. Time out. There you go. Time out. Time out. I'm like calling the one. twenty for a second. Chris, if you're listening, Laura, I know you're listening. Can you cut Greg singing on to the next one, on to the next one? Because I feel like that needs to be a drop in perpetuity. All right, thank I you. Go ahead, wait. That was my oh, contribution. Right. I didn't like your yeah. stories. <laughs> thanks to add some stories if you don't like them then i'm happy to take some whoa 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 i'm not saying if you want started by calling you know what i think we're gonna do you know what i think we're gonna do what you know we're gonna do we're gonna set up a fine system around here okay tone tone a dollar for tone and we will give the money to charity at the end of the year which charity i need names pick a charity Pick I would charity. apologize. I'm going to apologize. I'm going to apologize. What? You can put a dollar in, dog. It's okay. I'll put, I'll put the dollar in and, and apologize at the same time. That's we're going to get a jar. <laughs> Laura, Laura, we're going we're gonna to Venmo you a dollar, okay? And you're going to have to put a dollar in that jar, okay? That's what we're going to start doing around here for fines. <laughs> and that and we're all eligible, so be ready. Get your Venmo up, okay? Or your oh, PayPal. I like that. All right. <laughs> all right. Speaking of charity, last we got to night- devise rules along the way by the way, to figure out what, what these, these fines are going to be. But we'll figure that out along the way. Go ahead, Greg. Sorry. That's all right. Speaking of charities, last night's winner of Wheel of Fortune, Scott Colbrenner, won $145,000 and donated all of it to charity to the Uplift Family Services in L.A. Regional Food Bank. Scott, is this a big deal or no deal? Um, it's a big deal. Big deal. I mean, I, you go on a game show, you win one hundred and forty-five grand, and if you uh, don't need the one hundred and forty-five grand. And you can give it away and give all of it away rather than only taking half of it because you're going to get killed on taxes on it. I say it's a very big deal. Go for it, man. Right on. Yeah. Um, I, I would agree. Look, I think that ultimately if you, you know, it's to me it's about the intent, you know, um, and, if, and if that's the intent and it happens to be that much money, good for you. So be it. You know, I'm, of course, big deal. Yeah. And I don't know if you needed the money or not. Charity is not based upon whether or not you need the money or not, it's whether or not the others need it or not. So I'm right. happy that he did it. And, yeah. you know, that's fantastic news, especially for Will of Fortune, because I haven't really been paying attention to him much. So Yeah, is Pat yeah. Sajak still doing that thing? Yes, Pat and Vanna, both still there. Is yeah. that right? You know what's weird? Uh, you, you and I were talking earlier about, and Scott, you, you did this too, because you moved to the West Coast probably, like, you know, way before us. Um, but the, uh, you know what's always weird, now that you mentioned uh, Wheel of Fortune? On the mm. East Coast, Wheel of Fortune is first and Jeopardy is second. 
And here, it's the opposite. And I always look at it, and I'm always like, oh, man. I feel like on the West Coast, that's weird that Wheel of Fortune is last and that Jeopardy goes first. Have you ever noticed that? I hadn't. Nor had yeah. I. Nor had I. Yeah. Um, and this was growing usually... up. That's that's how it was. It was yeah. in the, on the East Coast, and I lived obviously in the Northeast. And I lived in South Florida, and it so was Wheel of Fortune and Jeopardy on the East Coast, and on the West Coast is the opposite. So, so what is your theory? Um, I don't <laughs> yeah. know. I yeah, I, I, I I guess maybe they're looking no at that at seven o'clock, right? They're looking at you're probably making dinner, right? Wheel of Fortune is easier to follow. I think the West Coast people have it right. It's easier to follow. By 7.30, you're probably at the dinner table and you can watch Jeopardy. So I think that's actually the way it should be intended to be done because Wheel of Fortune is easier to keep up with and Jeopardy's way harder to keep up with. I think the East Coast people got it wrong. All right. It's kind of there interesting you uh, theory. You, you, you know, <laughs> just because when I, I can remember being a kid and the TV being on while we were having dinner as a family on the, you know, the occasions that we did, whereas now in the rare occasion that I can actually put my family together, I don't really have a TV on. I don't see Jeopardy really? or Wheel of Fortune. Yeah. That's because I have little kids, so this doesn't matter anyway at this point. But with older kids, I get it because you want to talk to them. Mine just want to scream at me. <laughs> so it's different uh, Greg, go ahead, one more On to the next one, on to the next Yeah! Oh, wow, that was quick, that was quick Laura Good nice job, Laura yeah. Oh, that's not embarrassing Alright, so LZ and all of you guys actually I don't know how you all feel about Game of Thrones But there are already three prequels in production And they just announced yesterday that three more prequel projects Have been, have been greenlit and are ready to go Wait Hold on, three additional ones than the one that's going to come out in 2022 or whatever? Yes, three more. Three wow. additional. There will be six Four total, total prequels. Okay. Six. Wow. No, six. Oh, six? Six, six total prequels. So, LZ, is this a big deal or no deal? It's a huge deal. Yeah. Huge deal. You're talking about hours and hours and hours of content. Yeah. For a production that millions and millions loved and is filled with awards. So I'm excited for it, um, especially, you know, for all the sex that we're going to see. There is a lot of sex. There's a Holy lot of sex. Moly. Now we're yeah. going to multiply by six. I yeah. love it. <laughs> six sexes. Oh, man. Who are they going to do the, like, um, prequels on? Ned Stark? Robert Baratheon? No, no. So the, the one Lannister? that's coming up next, I think, yeah. the one that they're going to do first, I guess, is the Dragon King, right? Or the, yep. the guy that got slayed, right, by uh, what's-her-face, Cersei's brother, right? Wait a second. Wait, right, the Mad brother. King. The, the Mad, Mad King. King. Yes. That's the what I'm not the Dragon. Yes. Yeah, yes. the Mad King. This one's about the Mad King, is what I heard, yes. Oh, it's about the Mad King, the guy, okay, got it, got it, got it, all right. Yeah, who was Daenerys's, uh relative, right? Uh, Daenerys' dad. Right, Daenerys' dad. King, right. Yeah, Daenerys' dad was the Mad King, so yes, yes, that's who it's supposed to be about. I got to be honest with you guys. I don't like prequels. It makes me think too hard. Like, wait a second. I got to go before this. Why don't they do a sequel so that they just continue the story on? <laughs> you want this nice and easy? Come on, man. That show's not nice and easy. I mean, like, I've had a problem with Star Wars since they started the prequels because I, I thought Star Wars was number one, but it's actually number four. So now there's like three pre-Star Wars. Man, you Wars. sound like my I wife. Yeah. Wife? You, you sound like a high school student who doesn't want to go to history class because history is nothing but a prequel. <laughs> that is true. Okay, maybe that you is got true. me. Maybe I'm guilty. Maybe I don't want to go to class. Yeah, 
Which I guess is fine. Which is probably a lot more people than we'd like to admit, <laughs> including you, Kathleen. <laughs> Give me a prequel on Arya Stark. But that's not going to be a long one because she was a little kid when it started. Right. What do you want, a baby? Yeah. You're going to bring back the whole same cast because yeah. she's only like 13 or whatever the <laughs> hell, or 12. I want to see a prequel on The Witch. The Red oh, Witch. Oh. The, the witch that ended up sacrificing that girl, that little daughter. Yeah. yeah. I, I yeah. want the prequel on that. I want to know how she became Ooh. a witch, who yeah. bewitched her. And what are kind of witchy things she was doing before we were introduced to her? <laughs> right, some she had to do some witchy stuff. There's no she doubt. Was do- of course, she was doing some witchy stuff because she yeah. rolled yeah. up to a war zone like, "Yo, dog, I can help you. I got experience." It's like, "What kind of experience <laughs> you got?" <laughs> so I want to see the Red Witch prequel. Yeah, <laughs> that is true. She totally. It was like season five or six, and she just rolled right in. She's like, "Hey, what's up? I'm all witched out. Like, what do you right. got? What, what you got? What you, what you need? What you need, dog? What you need?" <laughs> Is she working she with, was, was she like, working with Stannis Baratheon? Yes, it was yeah. Stannis Baratheon, whose daughter, like right, right, the one that the got sacrificed. Yeah. And she yeah. rode up, like you know, she comfortably did. in her late thirties. So, so that <laughs> means good. she looking she's good. looking good, and but yeah. to a war zone and unbothered yeah. by all of it. Mm-hmm. Right. So Just I like need chilling. to know how did you get to that place in life? Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> that's a good one, LZ. All right, coming up next. <laughs> how did you get? There? Coming up next, we didn't do our Clippers overrated, underrated, properly rated. We will do that in the final segment. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Sedano, LZ, and Cap here. Last segment for the week. Uh, real quick, two things. Uh, we were just talking about the witch getting witchy back in uh, Game of Thrones. And uh, two things happened. Number one, LZ, it was so funny. I slammed my hand on the desk and now I got a bruise on my thumb. I literally have an ice pack on it right now. Uh, I'm so sorry. It's okay. It's, it's my, I'm, I'm the idiot. Pack. Yeah, I do. I swear. I got an oh ice pack on God. it. Like one of those, you know, blue uh, ice packs that you oh break open. Um, and then I, I walk back in with the ice pack, and I hear a crow outside my window. I'm like, yo, maybe the witch is here. Good Lord. There you go, man. Listen, witches aren't good or bad. They're just witches. Yeah. And they you get know? witchy with it. Yeah. And they get witchy with it. Yeah. Which please? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, George, since you uh, said give you a second just to say something about that, can I have one second? I want to say something to everybody yeah. out there. I want to sure. send some love out there to a very special group of people today that are listening, and you guys know who you are. It's the guys who chose to get a vasectomy on Friday <laughs> morning so they could spend the entire weekend watching basketball and particularly NCAA tournament. But think about it. You got... The Lakers tomorrow at 12.30. You got UCLA playing tomorrow at 1.30. I don't know what time the SC game is tomorrow. But for, for those of you that chose to do this to yourselves and chose this weekend to recover, I salute you. Been there, done that, great decision, my man. Did you pick the uh, tournament too? Because it is the weekend that people pick the most to do the vasectomy. Because, yes. And how long does that take to recover from, out of curiosity? Well, if you, uh, if you do it right... And you listen to the doctor. Wait, wait, wait. How do you do it wrong? Well, you, you know you how you, you do it wrong. wrong. That's pretty evident. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
Seriously, man. We I'm don't need the details right on that, man. We, we know how you do it wrong. Yeah. <laughs> and when you do it wrong, let me tell you something, George. It's gnarly, okay? Yeah, I bet. Go That's wrong. one way of looking at it. Okay? I've it. seen it go yeah. wrong. But if you do All right, it so right, how long did it take you to recover? You're, you do it Friday, you're back to life on Monday. That's it. No way. I'm telling you. No. Are you, are you fully back to life? Oh, okay, okay. Um, no, not fully, fully back to life, but you can get up and walk around and live and work and everything else. Now, when you really get back to life, it's probably yeah. like six weeks later when you're like, now I can just do whatever I want to do here, you know? Six this weeks, is, huh? huh? This is reason number 1,516 that I'm glad I'm gay. <laughs> <laughs> Six weeks is a long ass time, man. Uh, no, see, right. see, see right there what yeah. you just said, Cap. Yeah, no, I ain't got to deal. I ain't got to deal with it, man. Yeah, can't have that. We yeah, got, you know no, what? We, we got stuff like we can't get yeah. birthday, we can't get wedding cakes and stuff in certain bakeries and things like that. But we ain't got to chop up like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's six weeks is a long ass time. That's a long now, time. I know, but yeah, dude, that, think about it. Like I, I was scheduled after the third. I got, I had a fourth, and I was like, okay, after four kids, man, I got to clean. I can't do this anymore. I can't even take the okay. risk. You know? Yeah. And you were still married the first time, right, at the time. Or you're not married again, so you're, you're yeah. still married at the time. I was married at the time, yeah. Right. Yeah. Man. Yeah, and, and like, what, what kind of level of pain are we talking about for those two days? For, no like, pain. Friday, no pain. Saturday, Sunday. No pain. It's no pain. It's nothing at all. It's just... It's just you, 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 no, stop lying. Come on, for yeah, real. Yeah, come on, man. Then why do you need the ice? Well, yeah. because you want to keep the swelling down. Because let me tell you something, dude. I've seen a buddy of mine who didn't listen to his doctor... And uh, and then it got all swelled up and all black and blue. And let me tell you something, man. Wait, how do you know it got all black and blue? Because I inspected it, man. I'm, I mean, you nasty. <laughs> yeah. you nasty cat. We can't be boys like that. Come on, man. <laughs> Listen, this is what happens when you're like 18 to, to 22 and you're showering with 100 dudes. Yeah, you know but he mean? didn't get a vasectomy at 18 to 22. You look at <laughs> some middle-aged man. That's true. That is yeah, true. Man. Genitalia. Yeah. yeah. All black Thank and you, blue, George. Thank too, you. like a baseball. Yes, yes yeah. I was looking for the, the medical term there. For I appreciate it, because I was going to say some other stuff, so I'm glad you did. <laughs> That's just nasty, man. That's, yeah, mm, I got it. Yeah. So anyway, you, there, there's no way there's not any pain. I don't believe I'm that for you, a second. No pain. No pain. Are what, you on what, pain meds? Uh, maybe a little bit, yeah. Maybe okay, you then be. you don't you know if there's no pain. Yeah, maybe you might be. But you know what the pain part of it is? The, the worst part of a guy getting a vasectomy, anybody who's done it knows this, is that you're awake during the whole thing, and you can watch the doc do it. And, oh, uh, hell no. Oh, yeah. No, nah, you lost me again. Yeah. After yeah. six nope. weeks was the first one. Now LZ. I got to watch? Oh, hell no. LZ, I won't there's even there's manscape no. down there out of fear. Which, <laughs> <laughs> <Switch>, please. <laughs> Some of being away for a vasectomy. I'm not even awake for grooming. I ain't yeah. doing nothing I, down there, man. I think from here on out, you should just, whenever you want to say the actual phrase, you just say witch, please. And witch, it please. will be a bit for whoever heard that segment we did about the witches. Witch, please. There you go. There yeah. You go. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So you're on pain beds, man. Of course. There's got to be something. Possible. Yeah. All right, Laura, give me the overrated, underrated, properly rated music one last time before we get out of here because we've got four minutes. Uh, we'll do the Clippers version here real quick. Uh, so overrated, underrated, properly rated, overrated Clippers, LZ. Uh, overrated on the Clippers. I'm going to say their prospects. <laughs> can I just okay. do a blanket? Their that, prospects? Yeah, can, for right. sure. Their prospects are overrated. They may not win a championship this season. There's no guarantee Kawhi is coming back the following season. So I mm -hmm. think the whole notion that they're taking over L.A. 
is overrated. Cappy? All right. Uh, overrated. You ready? Yep. Yeah. Kawhi. Wow. When? Go on. Go on. When, listen, you came home. You didn't go to the Lakers. You wanted to be your own teams. You decided to go to the Clippers. It was it was Kawhi versus LeBron, Clippers versus Lakers. Win until then. I mean, great career, but for now, I'm going overrated. You know, I, I don't I, I I didn't place him as my overrated, but you know, we have discussed this a little bit. And, you know, when he was in San Antonio, he had great players around him. It wasn't like, you know, you know, mm-hmm. multiple great players around him, Hall of Famers around him. And in Toronto, he may have not have had Hall of Famers, but they had a deep-ass, veteran-ass team, okay? Mm-hmm. And look, you know, KD got hurt, right? Clay got hurt. Like, that that's part of it. And I'm not knocking their title because, a tri- you know, battle of attrition is part of it, right? The best avail- ability is availability, and sometimes better lucky than good. And I give you three cliches back to back to back. Nice job. However, really good. Really good. How- however... You know, maybe he's not that dude that can just you pluck him on a team and you're going to win a championship. Maybe he needs a little more help than what he's got. And because of that, my overrate is the Clippers front office right now because they overestimated a lot of the things on this particular roster, I think. So, yeah, you know. So, anyway, that's now we got uh, underrated. LZ, Clippers, go. Uh, Steve Ballmer. Ooh, okay. Steve, Steve Ballmer is an amazing owner. And I'm not saying that Jeannie Buss isn't or that Mark Cuban isn't or that any of the other names in the league that we know isn't, that that they aren't. But Steve Ballmer, the work he puts into the community that doesn't get reported because we tend not to report good news is amazing. And so as much as, you know, from time to time we like to clown the Clippers because of what they haven't done, we need to spend a little bit more time looking at what they have done under Steve Ballmer because he has been so instrumental in helping L.A. be L.A. on the low, low, and people don't even know what he's doing. Um, I, I'm going to go um, to their broadcast, okay? So this and it could be anything in the franchise, right, as we've determined. Uh, I'm going to go to their broadcast, particularly Jim Jackson. Let me tell you something. Jim Jackson is one of the best analyst going right now doing basketball college or pro that dude is versatile as hell he i mean seamless you can drop him in in any game and he knows what's up like i i think i don't think enough people talk about that because he does work for tnt as well and i think he does unbelievable work there too but he gets dropped in and out of those clipper games because they go with different analysts and man it is it is incredible and i say that as someone who has a lot of respect for mike fratello who's one of the greats to ever do it okay the czar of the telestrator but jim jackson underrated go ahead cap i'll make it really quick i had underrated lee jenkins any guy who can go from being a sports illustrated writer to working <laughs> inside an organization i believe Smart, i can yeah. do that i believe a lot of other people can do that i like it i'm calling it underrated he pulled it off though that's true and properly rated quickly lz just a one word or whatever one name or whatever uh Kawhi. Okay, uh, I have Kawhi as well. Go ahead, Scott. Ty Lu. Ty Lu. Okay, fair enough. There it is. Overrated, underrated, properly rated is done. We are done here. LZ, excellent work as always. You too, brothers. Scott, excellent work as always. You're a great show, great week. Much love, everybody. Greg and Laura, excellent work as always. Thank you guys for tuning in. We will talk to you on Monday. Travis and Sliwa are up next. See ya. Which please? Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. 
That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.